1: This is the way We're wanted men Welcome to another edition of Smuggler's Galaxy, a Star Wars collecting podcast for mouth breathers everywhere. I am co-host John Waterhouse, and joining me today, as always, co-host Glenn Williams. Glenn, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing great. And we also have Justin Haney, another co-host of the program here with us today. Justin, what is shaking? Cheers, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Doing great, and doing experience. Especially good today because we have an extra special guest on the program. Please welcome to Smugglers Galaxy, someone who knows Star Wars collecting from the inside out. Please welcome Brandon Geraldes, president and founder of Beeline Creative in Marina Del Rey, California. Brandon, welcome to the show. Hey guys, aloha. Thanks for having me. Aloha. It's great to have you, Brandon. And among Beeline's creations are geeky tiki's a line of ceramic tiki mugs featuring well-known pop culture characters. Now, arguably the most popular geeky tikis of all are the Star Wars geeky tikis. Brandon and his designers give Darth Vader, C-3PO, and other characters a kind of tiki idol interpretation, shaking and stirring these icons in tropical style. I'm personally a big fan. I know that Justin and Glenn are big fans too, so we're Thrilled to have you on the show, Brandon, to talk Geeky Tiki's. Awesome. Thanks, guys. So why don't we kick off things and talk about how this all started, Brandon. Let's talk about the backstory, the origin story of Geeky Tiki's.
0: Yeah. So um, I come from the action figure world. I used to work for a toy company, a couple different toy companies. Jack Specific is one of them. Jada Toys is another one. And I was in charge... uh, when I had my full-time gig, working on all the licensed properties. So I would do anything from Smurfs to Men in Black to Pirates of the Caribbean, you name it, if there was a license tied to it. So I quit my, uh, my full-time job back in 2013, and I wanted to get into just manufacturing my own toys. And I did that with a line for Anchorman. Anchorman 2, not the greatest movie, but we had some kick-ass toys. And- uh...
2: <laughs> You stay classy, San Diego.
0: So we started there and um, really I had no plan to get into the ceramic drinkware or I had no experience making mugs, Um, but I was a toy guy. So I developed action figures for Pulp Fiction and Anchorman and uh, a number of different things, bobbleheads, collectibles, that sort of thing. I had come up with this idea for beer steins uh, for Star Wars. I don't know if you've ever seen those, John, but it was um, a higher price point. They were about $40, $50 each, but they were these figural mugs that had a hinge on the head and the head would come back. And it was like, we made Darth Vader, and BB-8 and C-3PO and some really, really beautiful stuff. And at the end of the day, it was just an expensive product. So, you know, people would buy them for Christmas or holiday or it'd be a great giftable, but it wasn't something that you could really collect unless you had very deep pockets because, you know, these things were 50 bucks each and to buy the full set would just cost you an arm and a leg. So, I really wanted to come up with something that was more collectible and at a, a, a better price point um, that people could dive into. And that's kind of where the idea for Tiki came about. I'd always been a fan of Tiki mugs and going to Tiki bars and, and that sort of thing, but I never really thought about putting the two together until then. And uh, we did some concepts and next thing you know, uh, Darth Vader was the first one we did and that's kind of where it started.
1: I am your father. So let's talk a little bit about the Star Wars Geeky Tiki's. Now, I know that the other two guys here on the program, Glenn and Justin, are huge fans of Geeky Tiki's. And I know we're both card-carrying shoppers of Thank Geek. And I believe, Glenn, if I'm not mistaken, you had a question about the relationship between geeky tiki's and think geek you want to share that question
3: oh uh, yeah but for it first uh so you did the boba fett beer stein with the big hinge the big ass like it's a yeah thick, that tall, was I, i've actually got one of those so <laughs> I, I was just like wow that, that's pretty cool how it ties into uh to that so that that was cool uh, but yeah how how did uh, you hook up with think geek how did that Relationship start
0: well. I've always been a fan of Think Geek. Uh, rest in peace for all you Think Geek fans out there. It, it really came out of necessity. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, we were a very small company. These Lucas and Disney and these licenses come with a heavy price tag. It was just too risky, and we couldn't afford our own license for Star Wars. So what we did was we, you know, developed this concept and we pitched it to Think Geek almost as an inventor and said, "Hey, here's a new line of products we want to do." you guys have a Star Wars license to manufacture mugs. Well, what do you think? You know, is this something we could do together? So we did all the designs, we did all the development, we did all the manufacturing, and we were kind of the uh, the man behind the curtain, if you will, that manufactured Star Wars out the gate and Geek used uh, their license to get it out there.
3: Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. And, and
0: basically, once it proved successful, then we went out and got all of our own licenses. We did all the product, A Star Wars product for ThinkGeek. And then we went out and got Marvel and DC and Star Trek. Boy, a number of other licenses. And then eventually, um, when we parted ways with Geek, we went out and got our own Star
3: Wars license. And we've been making mugs ever since. That's awesome. I Actually, I have another question about licenses since you kind of, you breached this, that subject. Has there ever been someone tell you no? Like, you're crazy, I don't want to do that? It's funny. It's it usually, and I'm
0: very surprised that Lucas was the first one to sign on. Because typically a a company like Lucas, they want to see that it's proven and um, and that it's worked for other licenses before they they jump on board. So to start this little line of geeky tikis, which isn't so little anymore with Star Wars is just crazy to me and and it's you know it's our, our number one license to date. But there's been licenses. I mean, we're approached all the time to do certain, certain licenses. And uh, we've, we've turned down a handful. But I would say we tried to do Pokemon with Geek at one time. And Pokemon uh, initially shut us down. And that's something that we're working on now. So they came around and, and they thought the Tikis were really, really cool. Yeah, those are in development now. And we're working on those. But I, I can't think of anything else. I think Nintendo is one that we tried to do at one point that wasn't a fit at the time. But you never know. Hopefully we'll get a chance to uh, to explore those in the future, So cool. let's
1: talk a little bit about working in that sandbox, in that Star Wars creative sandbox. I've had the opportunity to do that in the comics world, and it was exhilarating. Let's talk about what it feels like, Brandon, to work in the Star Wars world, to create something, to create an iconic collectible, like a Geeky Tiki, but using all that great Star Wars imagery.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we started off the line with, with kind of the who we thought would be the top six iconic classic characters. The first series, we did uh, Stormtrooper, we did Darth Vader, we did Boba Fett, Chewbacca, Yoda, and R2-D2. And then after that first series, it's like, okay, well, what can we do for the second series? You know, we threw C-3PO into the mix, and we threw a Jawa, Tusken Raider. So it it kind of... um, Kind of went from there to where we would just come up with you know which characters we wanted to see in the line and then we would present those ideas to lucasfilm and they would give us their feedback and there's a lot of um we have a great relationship with lucas we come up with some concepts they give us their input but it's really been great i mean they trust us to kind of do our thing now um they know that what we're doing works and uh they let us just have fun with it so I don't know if you guys saw, but we we did a sneak peek of a Max Rebo mug. And uh, I mean, now it's just we're coming up with just some of the tertiary characters and some of the, the wacky things that, you know, might not have been an original position on taking this line. But now it's we're kind of throwing everything out there and coming up with just really cool, innovative ideas. And it's been a lot of fun.
1: That Max Rebo mug looks absolutely incredible. It blew my mind. In fact, I I had to comment on social media immediately because it's such a fantastic sculpt and so fun. And I'm going to be first in line for the Max Rebo mug. Now, Justin Haney, one of the co-hosts of the program is also coincidentally a bar owner. So I'm sure he has plenty of questions to ask you, Justin, step up to the mic. Yeah, Brandon, um,
2: so, so, so obviously, yeah, I've, i got a handful of your mugs as a bar owner. I, I enjoy the adult beverage every now and again, hanging out with the <laughs> wife. Um, so, so yeah, we, we've got a quite, quite the collection of the geeky tiki's. One of my favorite pieces, however, is the celebration exclusive, the Rancor with the Jedi Luke shot glass. Yeah. Yes. And I guess my, my question is kind of a two-parter here. A how do you come up or what's the pitch idea for these exclusive pieces? Are they like wish lists that you guys have had on the back burner? And then the second question, if you could go into it, would be what's it like being a vendor at a celebration, setting up for something of that mass
0: scale? Wow. Um, So the first celebration that we were a part of was with ThinkGeek and that was 2017. We were at their booth and we were releasing our series two Geeky Tikis. So, I had wanted to do a larger type item, and Think Geek and us worked together on coming up with the Job of the Hut. I said, What about Job of the Hut? And they said, Oh, that would make a great exclusive. <laughs> so, when we did Job of the Hut, it was just a massive mug, it came paired with Salacious B. Crumb. And it held over 40 ounces. So that was in 2017. It was very, very popular. Uh, One of the more popular tiki mugs that we've done to date. People went nuts for it. And when it came to Star Wars Celebration 2019 uh, in Chicago, we wanted to come up with something, not necessarily top it, but come up with something that was equally as badass as Jabba the Hutt. And so when we're thinking just like, large, you know, monsters. And it's the rancor was just one that came to mind. It's like, well, if we could do a job of the hut, that's 40 ounces. What if we did this rancor, you know, 45 ounces of reptilian flesh that holds a Jedi Luke and it's clutches. And it took you guys, you guys
2: absolutely nailed it, by the way.
0: You nailed it so much. Yeah. That's, that's probably one of my favorite designs to date it was just a lot of fun. It was a really, really cool item. We just re-released it in a different iteration for, for all of those that weren't able to go to the Star Wars Celebration 17 and 19. We've got re-releases of Jabba and the Rancor. Slightly different. Um, you know, the the exclusives don't include the Salacious B. Crumb. They don't include uh, Jedi Luke. They now come with Ula and Bib Fortuna. Yeah, Celebration's just, I, I, and I it's, it's a bummer because I'm, I'm certain that it'll be canceled this year in Anaheim. We haven't heard the official news yet, but I don't know how it could not be. Our first time vending on our own was Chicago. There was just two of us the first day, and a, we had a third team member come the next day, and we were not prepared. There was, <laughs> there was uh, a small ten by ten booth. We were across from our friends at Regal Robot. If you guys know uh, Regal Robot,
2: um, they do some amazing stuff. Yeah, that's uh, that's Tom Spina, right? Yeah, Tom
0: Spina. Um, so we were across from them. Uh, we had an amazing booth set up that was uh, right right across from the main stage. So we would get to see all the actors and all the the events and, and everything that they had going on. But we had a line that was just, it spanned the, the whole you know, front of celebration almost. I mean, there's hundreds of people and it was crazy. It was just a, an eye-opening experience. It was our first time doing one of these shows on our own. It was just a lot of fun. Uh, it was it was stressful. We didn't know what the hell we were doing uh, the first time around. But yeah, we were excited. We're, we're very excited for the upcoming celebrations and um, just a lot of fun. You know,
2: talking with people, getting feedback on what they want to see. Yeah, I definitely remember you guys had a massive line. I'm sure when they when they opened the floodgates at 10 a.m. every morning, uh, I'm sure you guys were just overwhelmed instantly with the exclusives. Yeah
0: overwhelmed. I don't think we went to the bathroom. There wasn't a bathroom break for 10 hours the first day or whatever it was. There wasn't, uh, we had no water, no cliff bars, no nothing. Uh, we just weren't prepared. Uh, we've learned over, you know, over time when we went to San Diego Comic-Con and were part of the Lucas Pavilion last year, we got better. And and for Star Wars Celebration Anaheim, we'll be better and et cetera. So a lot of fun though. And the exclusive stuff, the Rancor was part of the Star Wars uh, celebration store. So we didn't sell that one directly. Uh, but we partner with a lot of different retailers. That was Reed pop that we partnered with on the Rancor. Um, and we did, you know, first to market launch with FYE. We did another one with Twink Toys. So we kind of like to spread uh the geeky tiki's love throughout the celebration floor
1: so glenn you've been the celebration you're a star wars geeky tiki fan do you have any questions regarding geeky tiki's and celebration
3: i think he covered it all but yeah i definitely i (laughs) can feel his pain with not being prepared for celebration because i've only been the one and you know you're looking back going i could have done so much more because celebration definitely it is it is overwhelming especially your first time
0: i feel your pain (laughs) we just didn't know um i mean we we, we've got a good following. We, we thought we would, we would do, you know, a, a decent job. We didn't know, like, what to, what to necessarily bring, and a lot of it was pre-orders. So we were doing a pre-order for our Millennium Falcon and an 18-piece mini muglet set that's just crazy. It's probably one of the craziest things I've ever designed. But those two items, we were doing pre-orders, and, and it was just people were lining up, and some people... You could tell some people are very, very huge fans of Star Wars, and our and or our geeky tiki's. and there were some people that just wanted whatever was you know exclusive and first to market at the show, and didn't really care what you were selling as long as it was tied to Star Wars. It was, it was crazy.
3: Now, now I do have a question about fans, you know, because you do have the the people that collect, you know, like the the Funko stuff, and do you guys have the mega fans? You know, who has every piece of a product that you've ever released? Is that something you guys keep up with?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, we've seen a lot of crazy collections and, and I've met people personally that, that have almost, if not every geeky tiki we've ever made and I don't even know how many that is. I should. We've, we've done quite a few hundred, I believe, at this point. But uh, yeah, I've met these people. And when we had our lounge, we had a Geeky Tiki's lounge in Hollywood. We had one gentleman drive all the way from, uh, I think he's in your neck of the woods, either from Georgia, somewhere out there. But he drove all the way just to come to our store and pick up some, some items that he couldn't get anywhere else. And then uh, I met him. His name was Will. And then he drove home. <laughs> oh, wow. We do have to say we've got some fans and some really hardcore uh, collectors is an understatement. I mean, it's it's amazing. And and we make so many now that, you know, we've got different fandoms. You know, there's people that collect everything. There's people that collect just Star Wars. There's people that collect the horror genre, which has become very popular for us. And now we're doing, you know, Golden Girls and... and just all sorts of things. And it's just, uh, similar to Funko. It's kind of what's your fandom and what are you guys into? And, and, you know, we like to think that we have a geeky tiki for everybody.
3: Yeah, y'all definitely do. I'm I'm looking through the website right now and it, it's crazy the amount of stuff you guys have. And, and I've got to be careful because, you know, it's, I'm, I'm one of those completest collectors. So I got to be careful dipping my toe into the, the land of geeky tiki's because I could, I could go overboard real fast. Cause I did it with Funko and I've got Five toads sitting in my garage that I'm trying to get rid of because I'm like, why the, <laughs> why the heck did we do this? Because it, you know, it takes up so much room.
1: But instead of a bobblehead, you've got a glass that is functional and you can put it to use.
3: Exactly, it's it's more fun <laughs> than a bobblehead, right?
0: Right, <laughs> that is true. That's a that's a great selling point. I need you guys out on the road
1: with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brandon, getting back to the Star Wars characters and some of your favorites, you were talking about the Rancor and Luke exclusive ranks up there as one of your favorites. What are some of the other geeky tiki mugs that really stand out to you that you really enjoyed having a hand in creating?
0: Oh, boy. I would say Bausch Leia is one of my favorites. Uh, we put a hole in her hand so that she holds a skewer stick, a bamboo skewer. Wow. Um, So that one is just really, really cool. The Death Star is another one that's a lidded mug, a lidded tiki mug. I would say that's another one of my favorites. BB-8 is another lidded mug that's really cool. So that you're not, you know, you're not cutting the character's head off, essentially, but you're getting a a new take on a tiki mug. Those two are really cool. I would say from the second series, my favorites. um, Second series have a lot of characters that I really love. Uh, The Tuscan Raider, I think, has great details. The colors just work really good for him, him or her. The uh, the Wampa, the Tauntaun, just a lot of fun stuff. And I mean, we're always trying to evolve what we do too. You know, our original R2-D2, for example, was just a white mug with a blue interior, and we since re-released it uh, with a nice blue wash. It just captures more of the details of who R2 is. It's just, we, we grow, we learn, you know, if we could try something new, we try it. That was a lot of fun, giving that a, a facelift. Same with Chewy. Chewy's another one that we re-released recently uh, because my original design had an angry mouth and Lucas didn't approve it. It was, they wanted to go with more of a smiling mouth. Once we designed, you know, a few dozen of these Tiki mugs, they, they let us go back and, and make the changes of the original Tiki that we wanted to do, which is really cool uh, on their on their part. So yeah, I wouldn't say that, I mean, I love all of them for, you know, uh, I definitely have my favorites. They're all very fun to create. And uh, they all
2: they all marry with each other very nicely, I think. Is, is there a wish list? Is there anything you've attempted or sketched out that hasn't come to fruition yet that you, you know, would be at the top of your list to make?
0: Uh, a TIE fighter is something that we've been working on for a while now. Oh, like, like a big scorpion bowl TIE fighter kind of thing? We've played around with a couple different concepts of a TIE fighter. So we're, we're hoping that, that we'll nail that down next year. I will say that we've got some new items coming out this year. So if you, you know, we're talking about the job of the hut and the Rancor, without giving it away, what would be the next big, uh, you know, tiki mug that we could make of, that's just going to knock people's socks off, and that's what's coming Pit. out this year. <laughs> we can't say it. Uh, oh, we oh, can't
2: say it. I'm sorry. You didn't hear that.
0: That's not it, actually. That's oh. not it, actually. Well, well we I'll
2: take something. commission for the idea on the Sarlacc Pit, because that's pretty epic.
0: You you haven't been the first one that's approached us with that actually, uh, and that is that would be a fun one to do. We gave a sneak peek. I, I can talk about it now, but we gave a sneak peek of a land speeder that we're working on, which is really fun, and that's going to come with a with a Luke and R two D two mini muglet, little two ounce glasses. I can't call them shot glasses, but they are two pick holders that will go inside the land speeder when you're that's not awesome. uh, when you're not drinking from it. Yeah, Max Rebo, we gave a sneak peek on. uh, We're doing a prequel series, which we gave... uh, Maybe this is the first time I'm talking about it, but we are going to be doing some prequel mugs. Uh, We gave a sneak peek earlier uh, on May the 4th of an Emperor Palpatine mug, which I think is just... (laughs) really really killer looking uh, oh boy I can't, I can't
3: <laughs> justin will take the out. pre-order I, now he don't I, care what take it looks take like my money away go ahead
0: <laughs> so the, i mean the beauty about star wars is unlike any other license. i mean marvel yeah sure there's you know a number of different characters within the marvel world and, and dc and things like that but star wars has more characters that you could tap into within all the different worlds and there's just so much potential there in terms of not just characters but vehicles and and space stations and just there's just so much to do there so that's that's probably why it's the perfect license to develop uh
1: this brand for oh it's so amazing i mean the the possibilities are are endless you just look at the action figure lines and there you Mm -hmm. go right yeah, one hundred percent. So let's talk a little bit about the evolution of Geeky Tiki's because you were you were touching on that because I have series one and of course when you go into series two the the sculpts change slightly. The way you approached it changed a little bit. Can we talk about that and, and how that evolution took place? Sure. Um
0: I mean, they, they did get a little bit bigger. Um, and, and truth be told, some sometimes, you know, we work with different model shops. We work with different factories. I, I think Series 2, a little bit more figural than the first series um, in terms of the, the detailing, a little more three-dimensional, I, I would say. Yeah, but they still work together. You know, if I could go back and kind of uh, retweak some of the original series like we did with Chewbacca and R2, uh, I would. But um, we kind of take those learnings and um, and breathe them into the new characters that we're doing. And who's to say, I mean, we do have some other Darth Vader products that we're working on, some, some different Boba Fett products uh, that we're excited uh, to share later this year um, in a different style. So it's going to be something fun for people that either collected the first series or didn't you know, maybe the first series wasn't for them when they see these these new iterations uh, in a completely different style. I think I think it's going to knock people's socks off.
1: So what was the reaction like when you guys released the information that, hey, we're going to do some Mandalorian products? You've got the child. You've got the Mandalorian mug out there. What was that like? Did that go crazy?
0: Oh, boy. Well, I mean, just like. The world you know the the whole world we you know i was i'm a huge Mandalorian fan uh I can't wait for it to come back as a Disney license licensee, I wish I would have known about uh the child, which i didn't know about uh, nobody knew about, but on one end when when I was sitting there watching uh watching the show on Friday, you know, when I saw it for the first time, I was like, "Oh my God, you know, just like everybody else, that's so cool. And then the other side of me is going, like, damn it, I wish I knew about this so we could have product out there in the market. That's the hard part. Um, but I would say the next morning, literally, n- no joking aside, the next morning we had a concept for the child that we submitted to Lucas. And our goal was just to try to tap into the very few products that were out there. I mean, it was. It was Funko. I think really it was just the Funko Pop was was up for pre-order. That might have been it at that point. And it was all concept art and everything, I think everything is coming out now, you know, May or June. And so um, Lucas was able to let us do a pre-order and we got the product done as soon as we could. And people just went nuts for it. We did uh, The Child with Soup um, with our friends at Toink Toys. That's T-O-Y-N-K, Toys. And then we did a Force Pose that we just launched uh, May the 4th with our friends at
1: Sideshow Collectibles. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic.
0: It's, um, I, th- I think – and, you know, it's, it's – everyone's very, very excited about uh, the Mandalorian products. And there's going to be – you know, the question – is there's going to be a million different products out there. That's the thing. So, you know, you try to get out there as soon as you can. We try to uh, come up with what you think is a great looking uh, product for your brand, which is which I believe is what we did. We didn't go too deep. We did a Mandalorian tiki mug. We did the child, and we're working on IG11. IG we're going to go out. We're gonna we're gonna get them all out to people in, in the summer, and um, I think there's going to be a a big spike in interest, obviously in November when the show comes on for series for season two.
1: Guys, do you have anything else to ask Brandon as we have him here on the line?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at those baby Yodas and those those are great. When you do a, a collective or when you when you go with a like Sideshow or another toy toy line, do they approach you or are you approaching them? How does how does that happen?
0: Um, it's interesting. With with Sideshow, uh, they reached out to us on our website. And um it's it's cool. I mean, it was really cool because I'm i I'm a huge fan of Sideshow's work and for them to approach us and say, Hey, we'd love to carry your guys's Geeky tikes. We're interested in the Mandalorian that was pretty cool. So, uh, having, you know, our product line with theirs, uh, obviously it's nice to, you know, introduce something that's not a crazy, you know, three, $400 price point that's able to tap into their, uh, their fandom and, and, you know, their collectors, which is great. I would say it's, it's kind of a mixed bag in terms of, you know, we go out to our, our retail partners that we sell to the, the Amazons of the world, FYE box launch, entertainment earth, big bad toy store those sort of accounts and and we have accounts approach us all the time you know books a million and and sideshow and and these other accounts so it's um it's great um our little brand is kind of taken off it's getting uh the awareness it's on people's radar you know obviously the mandalorian is one of those licenses that you could sell to almost anybody just because it's the hottest property right now but it's good to you know kind of target certain brands to certain retailers. Let's give an example. Like like Star Wars might not be a a big hit for Books A Million or or one of these other retailers, but Golden Girls or Harry Potter or something like this might be. So when we're looking at different retailers, we're also thinking about what is the best licensed property for that specific retailer. And we approach it like that as well.
1: Great stuff. Great stuff. So what's the future of Geeky Tiki's? Where would you like to see the brand go and evolve through the years? Wow. Well, uh, we're doing it. Um, (laughs) I would say that this, uh, this summer,
0: we've got a lot of exciting things to announce. Geeky Tiki's, what started out as just a, a line of ceramic drinkware, you know, we started doing plastic tumblers. We started doing the little shot glasses, Uh, We started doing bar accessories like coasters and swizzle sticks. Um, Now we're getting into apparel. It's becoming more of a a tiki, geeky lifestyle brand. And we're very excited. We're going to be introducing some Aloha shirts uh, for The Mandalorian, for Star Wars, for some of our other licenses later this summer. And that's mainly because I'm just a huge fan of Hawaiian shirts in general, and I wanted to... Uh, At these different events, I'm sure, you know, you guys have been to these events. I rock my own, you know, custom shirt that has the Star Wars Geeky Tiki's on it. And we've had so many people say, hey, can I buy that shirt? We weren't selling the shirts direct. We have a license that covers ceramic mugs and housewares, but it didn't cover apparel. So we went back to Lucas and we got the rights to do apparel for Geeky Tiki's. And we're going to be launching not only Aloha shirts, but a really fun line of T-shirts that we're excited to share. Um, hopefully for Father's Day. Wow, that's exciting stuff. And aside from that, we're working on some other uh, some other items, more of the home decor, I would say, which are going to be some really some really cool items uh, for those of you that have seen or were familiar with the lounge that we had in Hollywood. We had some beautiful pieces on the wall of Boba Fett and, you know, Rick and Morty and Batman. And these were giant, like, tiki carved masks. So that's another thing that we're working on um, right now. And we're hoping that we can introduce that later this year or early next.
3: Yeah, y'all are going to break me because I, I saw a, a, <laughs> a, a swatch or whatever of one of those shirts. And if you do a Mandalorian one of those, that's going to, oh, my God. And it's about, That's yeah. exactly
0: <laughs> that's exactly what you saw that yeah the mandalorian shirt is um, is something that we're hoping planning to release hopefully father's day if not um you know celebration timing it's a fun one beautiful colors beautiful artwork and with the shirts you know we're only doing a handful of mugs for the mandalorian at this point um although i've seen some great announcements for the mandalorian season two as as i'm sure you guys have so there's going to be plenty of other characters to introduce but with the shirts we're able to kind of take the Mandalorian world and some of those elements and uh you know the environment the spaceship and be able to pepper those in with our uh
1: tiki artwork very cool yeah I'm looking forward to seeing that so do you guys have anything else to ask Brandon before we go
2: no I think I'm good on my end I just really appreciate uh Brandon taking the time today
1: yeah thank you yeah
2: Absolutely. I love it uh anytime I could talk uh Star
1: Wars and tiki's I'm your man game on yeah man well thank you so much brandon again i also echo that gratitude to having you here on the show we appreciate it all the best of luck to brandon and beeline creative and geeky tiki's we've got our wallets open we're ready to support you you do fantastic work and we can't wait to see what else you have in store i'm wearing a hawaiian shirt now so sign me up i'm ready to buy one of those star wars geeky tiki's aloha shirts
0: Awesome. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah, cheers.
3: Bye bye.